Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us connected, get us inspired or challenged, maybe to do just a little bit more because we made the connection, and we also love to talk about art. And this week, we are talking about the St. Paul Art Crawl. This is the first in a two-part series on the St. Paul Art Crawl. The Fall Art Crawl will be October 11th, 12th, and 13th. On Friday, it goes from 6 to 10. On Saturday, it goes from 12 to 8. And on Sunday, it goes from 12 to 5. And it's a fabulous cultural event that you just shouldn't miss. I know that you hear about it on my show quite a bit. And if you haven't gone, you need to go. And if you have gone, you need to make sure you go to someplace new. There's so many locations and so many great artists to get to know. And today we have four great artists that you will get to know. Um, I have Linda Chatterton, who is a flutist. Welcome, Linda. Thank you so much. So glad you're here. We have Tom McGregor, who is an oil painter. It's nice to be here. We're glad that you're here too, Tom. DC Ice, you are a painter and illustrator and do all kinds of cool work. Yeah, thanks for having me. So glad you're here. And Tara Mert, you also do, uh, tell me about the type of art that you do again. Scratchboard art. Scratchboard art. Yes, so fiberboard coated in white clay, sprayed with black ink, and that's how we buy it, DC and I. And then we use a blade or abrasive tool to scratch off the black and expose the white. Oh, it's kind of revealing your art. Yep. Working in the light is Ah, the way I like to look at it. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. In our first segment, though, we're going to hear some music and learn about Linda's love of music and her work with the flute. She's going to be at the Virginia Street Church. Are there some times that you're going to be there, Linda? I'll be playing 12, or no, I'm sorry, 2 o'clock on Sunday. Um, and that's just me on solo flute. And then I'm also going to be playing with my friend Maya Radovinlia, who's a wonderful classical guitarist. And she is going to be on, on Sunday from 1 to 2. So I'll be jumping in and playing a little bit with her then, too. When did you decide that you wanted to become a flutist? Um, I had one of those... Um, I hate to say this, but one of those light bulb moments when I was in eighth grade. uh Yeah, exactly. Um, I loved music when I was little. And then I just remember in eighth grade, just one time at my desk at school, like opening up my flute case and seeing my flute. And I was like, I could do this for a living. Uh And then all bets rough after that. So that's one of my best friends in junior high had a passion for her flute. And I remember being on the bus with her and, and, you carry it differently when you cherish something. Yes. And she cherished her flute. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. She did not become a musician. She became a social worker. But I think flute and flute music really inspires her oh, yeah. and is part of her heart no matter what. And it's great for folks who do love flute to come and listen to you and uh, share the experience. I think so. Yeah, that's one of the, the other reasons I became a professional musician. I mean, not only do I love music, obviously, but I love sharing music and composers with people and audience i love the connection that live performance brings so and you brought some music for us to listen to today i did i've got my technical director who is who's looking very focused at this moment as he's pulling up the music what i'll have us do is just listen for a little bit and then the music can come down and we can talk about it and so he's going to be bringing up that music now (laughs) So tell me a little bit about this piece. 
Um, so this piece is the opening song on my latest CD of solo flute music, Songs and Dances for Solo Flute. So if your listeners are interested in hearing the whole thing, uh, they can go on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. Uh-huh. And I just want to make a quick um, plug for the Minnesota State Arts Board because the CD was actually the result of getting an artist initiative grant. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm obviously very grateful to the voters of Minnesota and the State Arts Board for helping me out. But I, I think it's a beautiful CD. And this piece in particular is a work called D. Lian Hua by Austin Ho Quen Yip, who's a Hong Kong composer. Mm-hmm. And I I think the music cut out before it got to the like really cool stuff because um, he asks the flutist to sort of spiritually inhabit um, a poetess from the Song Dynasty, Li Qingzhao, and um, he asks that the flutist not only play but also sing. Oh my goodness! In Mandarin, how do you do, how do, you do that? <laughs> I mean, aren't you pretty focused on yeah, being able yeah, to like kinda. use the you know, the, the instruments? So. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So he's got me singing um, solo. Some Sometimes in Mandarin, and then sometimes singing in Mandarin and playing at the same time. And it's a little bit like you just sort of figure out, okay, the air has to be in a certain point in the flute, but then how can I vocalize at the same time? So That um, seems like an art in and of itself. Yeah, it's really fun. And it, is, it was a challenge to first do that, but um, once you get kind of the knack, it's, it's really cool. And obviously, it's a fantastic um, stage piece. Uh-huh. It's just very evocative, and um, I, I love it. So I've played it all over the world how do you pick what songs you want to have on a cd um this particular one well um pieces that i like uh-huh. <laughs> i guess I mean, you don't want to like <laughs> slave over something for a year and like really uh-huh. be hating it um th- this cd had a c- theme of a solo flute music so that was like one of the constraints and then i kind of ran with the idea of songs and dances so composers that were influenced by the art of song singing or like the the songful qualities of what mm-hmm. the flute can do and then a dance so just various dance forms like i have a piece by carl philip emmanuel bach um, one of J.S. Bach's kids, who was a fabulous composer in his own right, and he was very influenced by dance forms. And so um, I played one of one of his pieces for flute is on the, the CD. You said earlier that you like to introduce music to audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, this music is delightful, and, and imagining you singing and playing the flute intrigues me uh-huh. and so that I'm like going to be listening for that. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but as you see, is sort of an educational component, or is it uh, just a connection of a cultural awareness that you want? Oh, well, you know, I think the connection of cultural awareness like is educational mm-hmm. um and i mean I, I think particularly in contemporary music of which i do a lot mm-hmm. um education is really really helpful i know when i'm an audience member and i go to one of my colleagues concerts and they're playing a new composer whose work i don't know i love to find out about how the piece is constructed about the composer it makes me really appreciate the music a lot more um so i try to do that with my audiences too so and I'll be doing that at the, the art crawl as well. Is there are there ideas that are important that come through in a song that as a, a, a new piece is being created? Um, I, I think it really kind of depends on the composer. Like where mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of the neat balance I think between what I do and um, like you sort of take you study the piece and you can kind of get what the composer's going for and then it's like how do I put my own spin on it and it's like a kind of a nice balance between um particularly like in in classical music where there's such a long tradition Mm -hmm. of this is how it should be played like what what how can you make it your own but still being in the parameters of the classical honoring it but it's still reinventing yes exactly exactly because it's a a new world a different Mm -hmm. world than it was when it was first created so how do today's influences impact the exploration of it Mm -hmm. so how long have you been doing your work has it been since 8th grade Um, yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) you say you've traveled all over the world tell me a little bit about that um, yeah, so I'm a soloist. I don't play with either one of the orchestras in the Twin Cities. So I collaborate with a lot of different composers. I work with some um, different musicians. Um, Maya Radov and Lita, Leah is one of them. Um, I work with Matt McCright, who's a fabulous pianist in town, and um, Rachel Brandwine, who's a wonderful harpist. And um, we've toured all over. Rachel and I played in 
uh, Hong Kong and Taiwan, and that's how I got introduced to Austin's music mm -hmm. was through that concert. Um, and that's what I've been doing my whole career. And so you just make connections, and then that sort of begets projects. And it takes a year up to to be able to create a CD. You, you mentioned it. Too. Um, yeah, this this it's it's like giving birth, really. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're done, you're like, oh, I'm never doing this again. And then after a couple months, it's like, oh, you know, another recording. I want another so baby. Bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> another yeah. baby CD. Yeah, so I've got seven babies right now. <laughs> uh, well, the nice thing is, care and feeding changes. You know, once it's out in the world, yes. you you create an independence right away. Yeah, once iTunes takes it over. <laughs> <laughs> that is theirs. Yeah. <laughs> well, wonderful. Again, you're going to be at the Virginia Street Church, mm -hmm. and that's up by Cathedral Hill. Yeah. And sounds like Sunday's your big day. That would be October 13th. Yes. And if folks have heard you on the radio, they can come up and say hello oh, and, course, and yeah. say, you know, ask you questions. So mm -hmm. you can meet the artist that has uh, brought flute music around the world and is bringing <laughs> it to us at the St. Paul Art Crawl. Do you also have a website so folks want to buy that CD? Um, yeah, my website is uh, lindachatterton.com. And then, like I said, um, if you want to get the CD or listen, it's all over the Internet. So. And will you have some um, CDs to sell while yeah. you're oh so yes I will another reason to come is to go and buy that that yeah, CD get and a support CD <laughs> we like uh, encouraging uh, supporting local artists because when you support lo local artists you're also supporting our local community and supporting art that we love to continue in and that's all what St Paul Art Crawl is about is making sure that we support you all. And, and bring a piece of your art home with us. So I encourage you to come and listen to Linda and bring her music home. So thank you for joining us today, Linda. Well, thanks so much for having me. And we'll be right back. We're going to break for some commercials, but we'll hear more from other artists and the work that they're doing during the St. Paul Art Crawl and how you can get to know them and buy their art. Have you ever wondered what it's really like to start and run a business as a woman or as a person of color? Hear the real stories from six startup founders that are part of the Lunar Startups Incubator Program, which, in partnership with the Knight Foundation, helps women and people of color create the next Fortune 500 businesses of tomorrow. Join me, Caroline Karanja, CEO of 26 Letters, and five other amazing companies on Monday, September 30th at the Palace Theater in downtown St. Paul from 6 to 8 p.m. to hear these stories of hardship and triumph. Grab your free ticket at lunastartups.org. The Fall St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running the weekend of October 11th, 12th, and 13th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. The St. Paul Art Crawl showcases the diversity of art that St. Paul has to offer. By nurturing a vibrant arts community, the Art Crawl inspires artistic growth and fosters a creative exchange of ideas. Throughout the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore fabulous art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries, hosting over 350 50 artists up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. And when you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with a free transit pass for Saturday and Sunday. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the art crawl. Be sure to get all the details at stpaulartcrawl.org. That's stpaulartcrawl.org. This is Chad, owner of AM950. Our station has worked with Barbara from WYSIWYG Web Design for years on everything from logo to print design and especially for developing our website. She does great work and is great to work with listening to what our goals and design ideas were while offering new, innovative ideas to create the website we are proud of today. Barbara made sure she understood our station, our goals, and our mission before she started working on our site and made suggestions to help control the cost. Plus, she's friendly, which set us at ease. I recommend Barbara at WYSIWYG Web Design because I know she will deliver an attractive, professional website within the budget you have. She is a local independent business that specializes in helping other local businesses achieve their website and design goals. She can work with nearly any budget and create anything from simple sites to robust custom functionality. To find out more about the company AM950 Trust, go to WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Spelled out just like it sounds, WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage. Because home is more than four walls and a roof. 
It's that porch swing on a summer evening. It's everybody over for Sunday dinner and your family sleeping in their own beds at night. Making home affordable is a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Good night, Mama. This is why. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. radio show where we talk about ideas that matter and today we're talking about art i'm laurie fitz your host and i have some wonderful artists that are from the saint paul art crawl and yes the saint paul fall art crawl is right around the corner it's coming up october 11th 12th and 13th and this is part one of a two-part series that's going to be featuring the St. Paul Fall Art Crawl. Uh, next week, we're actually going to be on Sunday, a Sunday afternoon. So uh, today, we've got part one, and next week, part two, will be at Sunday at 1 o'clock, and we'll have some promotions to make sure people remember to tune in on Sunday for next week's show. Our artists that we have sharing about their artists, last uh, segment, we were, had the chance to talk with Linda Chatterton and hear some of her music. She is a flutist. We also have in this uh uh, segment Tom McGregor, who is an oil painter, and he'll be sharing more about his art. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Good to see you, and good to have you here. Nice to have you here again. This time as an artist, last time as an organizer. So nice to be able to talk about your art in this segment. But before I do, I want to also introduce DC Ice, who is a painter and illustrator, and Tara Mert, who is. Tell me again, scratch? Scratchboard artist. Scratchboard artist. I am so looking forward to learning about more about scratchboard artists. I keep thinking of the scratch and, um, uh, for your uh, prize, the, the lottery. You know, Scratch-offs. Scratch-offs. Yeah. <laughs> Not like different, that. Different. 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 <laughs> but uh, we will learn more about the beautiful art that you're doing and, and share your, your websites. For websites for Tom McGregor... Uh, Tom, want to give us our your website, and then just I want to just open it up and have you just tell me about what you're doing with your art right now. You can find my art at McGregorArt.com. That's M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R.com. And you're an oil painter. I am. Yes, I mainly focus in uh, landscapes done on location, but I also do a lot of studio paintings as well. As a matter of fact, last year I uh, received an artist initiative grant to do a large series of painting where my focus was to keep the spontaneity in a large studio painting that you're forced to have when you're outdoors and the lighting condition is changing by the minute. Mm -hmm. So these are a series of paintings that I painted fairly fast and furious with a lot of expressive brushwork. And uh, it was a great kickoff for my 66th year. I'm going to be 67. Well, I guess I just turned 67. Excuse me. Happy birthday. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Oops. And, uh, and uh, becoming a full-time artist. Uh, for 30 years, I had a studio-slash-design studio, slash design studio uh, with, and, and an attached a painting studio in Lower Town. And this was also the year where I moved across the river to uh, the ACVR warehouse, and this is where I'll be showing my art, in the Old Town Artist space on fourth floor. And uh, the beautiful thing about Old Town Artists is that uh, they've negotiated with the owners to have all of the artists in that building on fourth floor. So you don't have to go traipsing and taking the freight elevator to various floors or doing the stairs. We're all together. And it's a really wonderful organization. I never thought I wanted to join a co-op, <laughs> uh -huh. but I met the artists, and uh, and uh, they're a very talented and wonderful group of people and very supportive. And they've been around for a while. These, they have been around. Yeah. They were founded in, I hope I don't get this wrong, 1959. That sounds right. I, I've had some Old Town artists uh, join me on the show. and. Uh, amazing commitment to supporting each other over the years as well. Absolutely. I felt it uh, right from the get-go. that This felt right. Oh, I'm home. And uh, this was after I uh, told everybody for after the last crawl, or prior to the last crawl, I was letting people know my email, oh, this could be my last crawl. I'm giving up my studio in Lower Town uh, after all these decades. 
And I think I got a lot of pity buys. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to come back to face these folks. Oh, I was I, only kidding. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I actually did set up a nice little studio in my basement, uh, although it is a basement. Yeah, light is not as... Yeah, yeah. but it, it worked. And I, I have good light, and I thought, well, this is it. I can do this. I'm outside painting most of the time anyway. But then I found out about this opening, applied for it. Got it. And uh, so I've got a great space, larger than ever for teaching because there's another 1,500 square feet that in I can middle, teach in, yeah. in the middle of yeah. it, yeah, where we have our models every Wednesday night. And uh, for Art Crawl, we'll actually have a model out in the hall, I want to say on Saturday. You might want to go to the sure. Art Crawl website, check the events, or, or look at the uh, events brochure. Very good idea. And that is a good reminder about uh, going to the St. Paul Um for more information. So your art is very moving. You, you say that it's very expressive. Um, it is. Uh, but it's also very warm and endearing. There's, um, I mean, I love this one picture. If you go to your uh, Tom McGregor art, which is the, as you said, McGregorArt.com, Faded Dreams. Um, I love that. I love the farm barn um, that has a, a great beauty to it. Tell, tell me a, bit, a little bit about that well, one. Well, it was painted on location. I paint all year round. That's obviously winter uh -huh. with a, bits of spring starting to pop up here and there, which is uh -huh. one of my favorite times of the year. The snow is melting, and you'll see just little hints of color. Uh -huh. The trees it almost like looks like fall colors. Oh, like the, gold, yeah. That, yeah, that, the buds in yeah. the trees are have that reddish tint to them. I also like the old machinery that uh, is sort of right by the old barn. And it's like you can feel like this happened. It's almost like a ghost barn uh, yeah. years ago. That's at Dodge Nature Center, and it's real close and handy. And uh, you'll, on any given uh, day, you'll probably find one or two plein air painters out there uh, painting. So uh, it's also a great gathering place for people that do what I do. You also spent some time in Idaho? Yeah, we uh, no. Yes. No, I did not. <laughs> Utah. Utah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Tell me about your Utah. Idaho, but at a different time. Got it. Got it. <laughs> no, just recently. Well, we do this. We take trips. We go places and uh -huh. we paint. And so we painted uh, for a little over a week in Utah. But the beauty of it is that when I got back, I just moved into my new studio and I decided that I wanted to paint larger paintings from the plein air studies that captured the light that we saw after we cleaned up our paints, put our stuff in the cars, uh -huh. and headed back to our campsite. Then you could take it in. Yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, it's, it, it never fails. You're yeah. out there painting. You find something that's beautiful. You paint it, and then the beautiful light shows up. Uh, do you take pictures at that No, nah, that doesn't do you just, any good. You just remember. Yeah, actually... All of my paintings are usually interpretations, or it's a combination of imagination, memory. Uh, it does have that quality. There's something magical about it. It, it doesn't look like, you know, a, it, it does feel like you've created your interpretation of the space and I, not just the I space. can usually tell if somebody's working from photos. Mm -hmm. There's just a certain look to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the life and the vitality. I think the painting on location uh, sensitizes you to your environment, where you're at, who you are, what it is that moves you. Mm -hmm. And spending three hours on a location, you know, makes that part of you. So you can go into the studio. And my studio paintings aren't even real places. I've moved mountains. Uh, there's <laughs> no trees Not where many work. people can say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's my chance to... Uh, to express myself through through uh, landscape painting. And it seems odd that somebody would say that. You know, it's landscapes. There's not a lot of symbolism in there. Well, I want to make sure that you give your website again, mcgregorart.com, and to get to your AC... Uh, the ACVR Warehouse, ACVR, there we 106 go. Water Street. All of the artists are on 4th floor. Terrific. And for more information about the Art Crawl, you can go to the St. Paul Art Crawl. Dot org And they've got all kinds of maps and uh, write-ups and all the good stuff that you need to know about the St. Paul Art Crawl. So check that out, too. And we'll be right back after just a few commercials, and we'll learn more about the art of uh, illustration 
as well as scratch board art. So stay with us. Hello, I am Tandy Seasway Jackson, this is Miss Black Minnesota, and I am an ambassador for peace. At Twin Cities Nonviolent, we believe that peace is possible, that waging peace needs even more resources than waging war, because our survival depends on it. Ten days free from violence from September 20th through the 29th. There will be over 40 events to teach us how to wage peace, including a walk for planet peace to honor Gandhi's 150th birthday, featuring Reverend James Lawson, who led the lunch counter sit-ins that successfully reversed legal segregation in the U.S. There will also be Festival of Giving and Black Masters Storytelling Festival for Families and a whole menu of concerts, workshops, racial healing circles, writers' forums, prayer services, theater performances, and other activities to inspire our Twin Cities residents to participate to end violence. Please stand with us, learn with us, and wage peace in the Twin Cities by visiting TwinCitiesNonviolent.org. I'm Connie Bure, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. Join us next Saturday as we discuss medications, which are safe, which should you avoid, and the role drug companies play. You can be proactive and create a healthier lifestyle. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. I'm Peter Rackliff from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue, Brunson's Pub. Experience history and passion through the delicious menu, reflecting the Eastside's diversity. The choices are limitless. Salads, sandwiches, burgers, and shareable plates. Visit Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM 950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Join us for New Beginnings, Saturday mornings at 11, brought to you in part by Vision Loss Resources. We're excited for September 30th. Come and attend the first ever Undemo Day event, a celebration of big ideas hosted at the Palace Theater in St. Paul from 6 to 8 p.m. This unique event will feature six rising stars in our community as they share their journey of entrepreneurship. This event is brought to you by Lunar Startups and powered by Knight Foundation. Lunar Startups is helping women and people of color scale high growth businesses by connecting founders to customers and capital. Learn more and register for this free event at LunarStartups.org. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for sunny skies today with a high near 62. Tonight, rain with a low around 51. Sunday, more rain with a high near 70. And Monday, partly sunny with a high around 82. Nightingale is the Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week. They have a menu comprised of snacks, bruschettas, and small plates designed for sharing but is sure to satisfy your appetite. Plus, they have thoughtfully crafted cocktails. Nightingale is located at 2551 Lindale Avenue South in Minneapolis. Find details at eatlocalminnesota.com. Radio show where we talk about ideas that matter. And today we're talking about the St. Paul Art Crawl. The fall art crawl is just around the corner. It's October 11th, 12th, and 13th. And this is the first of a two part series. Uh, you're hearing it today, Saturday morning, but we're also going to be having part two next Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. So listen in for that as well. And during our St. Paul Art Crawl shows, we love to bring artists in to talk about their work. Uh, we have Tom McGregor, who was sharing with us about his landscape oil painting. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. It's nice being here. Good to have you here. We have DC Ice, who's going to be talking more about her art in this segment. Yeah, thank you. And we have Tara Mert, who is also a scratch board artist. Yes. And we will learn in the next segment the differences between the two of you in terms mm -hmm. of pursuing your scratch board art, which I have learned is not something that's in the categories. <laughs> uh, and there's probably a half a dozen to maybe. No, a, there's not very many of them. Not us, even a half so. a dozen. 
scratch I think there's about a half a dozen, but you have to include like St. Cloud. Got it. And a little bit into Wisconsin. But is it really a Minnesota thing? No. Okay. Uh, There's an international society of scratchboard artists. So So there's got to be more than a half a dozen. Oh, all told. yes, definitely. I think there's a couple hundred within there we the go. society. There yes, we go. Yes. Well, I'll, I'm excited about learning about that. I'm just going to open it up, DC, and yeah. just have you share with me about your art. Describe it sure. and, and why you became an artist. Oh, I love illustration. And drawing is um, it's just such a passion for, for me. And how I got into scratchboard art, actually, is because my, my drawings weren't selling very well in the beginning. And my paintings were doing better. And I just adore drawing, so I was like, okay, how can I, how can I turn my drawings into paintings? And Scratchboard lets me do that. So um, I I use it in a sort of in a way where I get to draw right on the board, and then I paint um, my I paint my my drawings. Yeah. Your paintings are very whimsical. Thank you. And charming. And when I look at a coyote that is smoking a pipe (laughs) or or an owl that has paper uh, Mm -hmm. toys or the fox and the the bunny that are listening to an old phonograph or the bunny that's flying out of a film projector, Mm -hmm. very imaginative. Thank you. And the colors are warm and dear. Um, and I, without even hearing the story, mm-hmm. I can feel the story. I'm so glad. I can sense that there is great magical whimsy at play with yeah. each. Now, do you work with authors then to bring out, or I look at this and go, an author could write a story just looking <laughs> at what you created sure. in an illustration. I work with a few different publishers actually, and um, sometimes when there's self-publishing happening, then an author will choose me, mm-hmm. and then I will. I'll jump into their story. Yeah. So give us your website because right now sure. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm I am just, just DC, loving it. Thank you. It's just dcice.com. Yeah, that's have it. have you always loved to illustrate? Has that been your passion? Was you that know, your your big draw? It was. When I was when I was little, I thought there was this one time when um, I was probably ten years old, and I said, "This summer, I'm illustrating the dictionary," <laughs> and it was one of those things where, um, yeah, I probably did five or eight illustrations, but at least you it got was, some good A's in know, there. <laughs> it was, right. Um, and my mom and I, when I was little, one of my first memories is oil painting with her, and then I was probably three years old. I was really little. She mm-hmm. was she's an oil painter, and then. Uh, we we would often have uh, like drawing contests just for fun and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So uh, it was always something that was um, within me. And yeah, and my mom would make our Christmas presents and it would be so Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. magical. It was, it was really neat. There's this one that you've got where it's um, a creature pulling an arrow back. Okay. And, and yeah. it's got like streams of almost like a <gasps> rainbow coming yes. out. Yeah, um, and a, a lot of a lot of my my pieces are are personal pieces, just about, um, and it, it can be almost uh, any anything really, but like silly little stories, yeah. and I'll just make huge weird paintings uh, out of them. Um, well, there's pirate ships, it looks like, and there are you right. know. Um, I love the the fox that seems to be playing the piano with his claw, no, playing the <laughs> photograph with his claw sure. and listening and to the music that, that mm-hmm. he has been able to play. Mm-hmm. I like um, roping in um, vintage relics into my artwork because I feel like there's um, a history already to go in those objects, and to to draw them is is releasing all all of the magic. And they say if you read to children. It is one of the most powerful opportunities for children to learn Mm. because it's using the imagination. Mm -hmm. And so much of what we need to learn depends on imagining. Yeah. It depends on being able to believe something and see something that's not necessarily something that you have seen before. Sure. And I... I have a 15-month-old son, oh. and so we we are reading all the time. Oh. And I don't know if right now he's so little, but I think that I'm enjoying it more. <laughs> than um, but I I get to have uh, 
Carson Ellis books and Lizzie Stewart books and just these illustrators that I adore, like, all over my home now. And it's, yeah, when I was it's little, really fun. My mother's a storyteller, yeah. and so she would make up stories for each of the kids, uh-huh. you know, as you were growing up. And she took my name, which is Lori Beth, and created a character that was Bori Leth. <gasps> And she would take whatever happened to the day with me and then make it more magical Ah. and create, you know, so that I'd have a memory of something, but then she'd turn it into something else. There was a treasure hunt that Bori left would go on. Yes. It's so neat. Yeah. And I think that you connect with that sense of, um, as you said, Alice in Wonderland in your work, but there's something more. There's a primitive style too that I like. I like the folk style. Yes. And I, and I, Sometimes, um, if it's too labor intensive for me, it'll it'll get sort of sterile or something. Mm-hmm. And I like to keep um, I like to keep it fresh, and I like to work fast. And um, but I also with scratchboard, I love the pristine, the mm-hmm. very shiny, the sh- yeah, yeah. And the the line quality is really sharp and precise. But then my paint is is painterly, and I like that dichotomy between the the real the razor blade line work and the the paint, the painterly um, paint. There's also ideas. Um, there's this one that I like that you've got it on rotation where it's almost like you can see the ideas coming out of his head. Uh-huh. That he's got like a whole landscape of cityscape, yeah. you know, coming out of his head that um, that just strikes me as yeah, an and, adventure. And I like show casing. Um, I like having animals have human emotion. Mm-hmm. And so what I, what I like to portray is... Uh, yeah, animals with, because with an with an animal you don't know their age or their gender, and um, e- and even even like how a person dresses. If if I were to draw uh, a person it, with an animal, all of that disappears. Uh-huh. So you can al- almost put yourself in place of the animal and and be experiencing. Um, what they're doing easier than if I were to draw a human, maybe. So if folks want to buy your art, mm-hmm. you can buy it obviously in a book that has been illustrated, but do you also have art that people could just put up in their home? Yes, and so, I mean, probably 95% <laughs> of my income comes from selling paintings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, the St. Paul Art Crawl is one of the, most fun it's it's a really great show for me and i show at the schmidt artist lofts and that's where i live with my husband and and our little one everett and um yeah we're we, we love showing and i actually uh showed at az gallery i helped run that gallery for nine years and i i love them so much and and even though we i lived at schmidt since 2014 right when they opened i um i would still be at az because they were my family and i i love them so much so make sure you go to (laughs) az gallery in lower town and um but but now that I have my little one, I, I want to be at, at home and, sure. and showing just right out of so my you'll, space. So you'll go right into your home to be able to see your art? Yeah, it's actually, we live in part of the tower at Schmidt. and right That's the old brewery. It's the old brewery. And right at, at the base of the tower, it, there's this huge opening for all of my artwork to be right there. And there's a huge skylight. So... Yeah, it's it's a lovely place to, to be. Do you take commissions as well? If someone came to you and said, "This is there's so many." Really? <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of pet portraits. Oh, do you? I do. So, do you have yeah. the pet come to you, or do you go to the pet? No, actually, <laughs> or the picture? Photos, photos come to me, which uh-huh. is which is great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and when someone says, I want you to do my pet, mm-hmm. do they also give you something whimsical to do with the pet? So often. Uh, yeah. what, what are some examples of whimsical things that you might yeah. get from well, someone? Well, um, there was, uh, let me let me try to think. There was this one um, cat, and it was, it was... Um, it was it, it was smoking a pipe, <laughs> and it was you know I mean pe- people you could just say it was like thinking about the world, just thinking uh, about the world, and uh. I think that there was whiskey involved, and there was you know and this he, is a hardcore cat, yes, yes, very serious, and so yeah, pe- people come to me, and I love that, I love mm-hmm. that the the ideas that um, people want their animals to. Have you done horses? I haven't. I, I might have. To, I might have I to have hire you not, to do some of my horses. I have not done horses. I've I've done horses in my personal work, uh-huh. um, and 
Yeah, and horses are hard. They're quirky. For yes. me, they're real. They're real quirky. And Every artist, knobby yeah. legs. Yeah. I love the challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. Well, I'll have to because you have horses. You can't always capture in a picture either. So you're gonna have to yeah. come out to the farm and oh, take a look at the horses. I love that. Yeah, and that would be awesome. yeah, they are crazy. Yeah, and you you create. It's like a portraiture. You know, it when is. I see this, it mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. what I would expect, like um, someone to have as a as a sit down portrait. <laughs> Very much so, <laughs> but it has yes. um, whimsy and delight and um, and just fun. Yeah, thank you. I have a lot of fun making them. So you are an illustrator, a mm-hmm. portraiture. Mm-hmm. Is there other art that you do? You know, I I sometimes try to mix it up, mm-hmm. and recently I've been getting into oil pastels, mm-hmm. and um, but also I I create these brooches that are animal heads, and they're made out of bronze. Ooh. So I worked with a, a foundry recently um, in Howard Lake, and they they helped me through the process of of making those. And um, I have a wolf, oh. which is kind of like a wolfy fox type <laughs> thing, I, a hare, and I also have a little um what i call a a a beaver badger bear it's like a weird little yeah it's a 3d of basically of your illustrations and And it's like going to alice in wonderland and being able to take the creature back with you and it looks exactly (laughs) like my illustrations which is super uh, it's super um fun to have a 3d version well i'm going to encourage uh folks to make sure you stop by the schmidt and uh, check Thank out you. DC's art. Yeah, I'll be on the fifth floor. Fifth floor. Yeah. Don't miss it. We also want to make sure that folks know how to get to your website. So give your website again for us. Sure. It's dcice.com. And I also want you to go to the St. Paul Art Crawl. Org, uh, for more information on the St. Paul Art Crawl. Uh, the dates, I'm going to get you right here. I'm going to just pull up the dates. The dates are October 11th, 12th, and 13th. There's also uh, free passes on the Metro for Saturday and Sunday. So just, again, if you go to the St. Paul Art Crawl.org, you can get those free passes. So thank you for joining us for uh, our third segment here and we have one more segment to go and another artist to talk about scratchboard art which is what you do but you do it very differently tara so i look forward to learning about how you do your scratchboard art and you're listening to connections radio show here on am 950 the progressive voice of minnesota Mark your calendars for September 30th to attend the first ever Undemo Day event, a celebration of big ideas hosted at the Palace Theater in St. Paul from 6 to 8 p.m. This unique event will feature six rising stars in our community as they share their journey of entrepreneurship. This event is brought to you by Lunar Startups and powered by Knight Foundation. Lunar Startups is helping women and people of color scale high growth businesses by connecting founders to customers and capital. Learn more and register for this free event at LunarStartups.org. The Fall St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running the weekend of October 11th, 12th, and 13th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. The St. Paul Art Crawl showcases the diversity of art that St. Paul has to offer. By nurturing a vibrant arts community, the Art Crawl inspires artistic growth and fosters a creative exchange of ideas. Throughout the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore fabulous art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries, hosting over 350 artists up for purchase will be paintings photography pottery sculpture fiber arts and more and when you buy local art you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love the metro transit is supporting the local art community with a free transit pass for saturday and sunday download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the art crawl be sure to get all the details at stpaulartcrawl.org that's stpaulartcrawl.org Chances are, after spring cleaning, you missed a spot. A couple really big spots, like your roof and siding. Run your fingers across your siding. You'll likely get a gross residue. And your roof probably has some black streaks, too. Your roof and siding aren't always easy to clean, but they're definitely the most visible parts of your home that give it its curb appeal. So let Blue Sky Services clean your roof and siding. Blue Sky's safe soft wash method won't cause any damages and will make your home look like new. Right now, Blue Sky Services is running their summer special where you can get your whole house, roof, and siding clean starting at only $447. That's the most viewed parts of your home clean for only $447. Then mention AM950 when you call Blue Sky Services to get an additional $50 off. 
So get the curb appeal back on your home and call Blue Sky Services at 952-467-2447. That's 952-467-2447. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Cell phones? May not work. Emergency water? Not a drop. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated. The library! On Jones House. The bus stop. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Great. It sounds like we don't have a plan. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And today we've been talking about the St. Paul Art Crawl. And the Art Crawl is taking place right around the corner. It's 11th, 12th, and 13th. It, it, it takes place on Friday from 6 to 10, on Saturday from 12 to 8, and on Sunday from 12 to 5. It's a great cultural event that brings artists and our community together to celebrate art and have a chance for us to buy art from wonderful people. And I have great artists here today to talk about their art. We have Tom McGregor, who talked to us about his oil painting. Welcome. Nice to be here. And your website was McGregorArt.com. Terrific. And in the last segment, we talked with DC Ice. Hello. Hi. And you Hi. tell us your your website as well. Yep. It's at dcice.com. Must go see. It's very magical work. Thank you. And Tara Mert. Welcome, yes. Tara. Nice you, to be here. You, you and DC do scratchboard art. Yes, correct. But you do it a little differently. I do do it differently. Uh, for the most part, mine is just going to be the black and white scratch board. I have done a couple of pieces that I've added color to and found that I, unless it's just a singular pop of color, I, I like the stark contrast of just the black and white Monochromatic. art. Monochromatic. Yep, exactly, exactly. And a lot of people are going to see that. Art. Yes, they will. Because you've Exciting. got the cover this year. I got the cover this year. So the posters and the, the cover art, that's me. Uh, and it's an incredible honor. So, yeah, definitely. And you're also, you, Tom and DC, you've, you're in there too in the catalog being featured. Yeah, Tell me. Uh, what's different this year, actually, last year we started this, uh, there is no longer a poster. It's just the catalog. So she's very singular. And there's only two other honorees, and that is the two of us. Oh, terrific, DC. DC and Tom, thank you for being honorees and being part of our conversation today. Mm-hmm. When I look at your art, the first thing I saw, of course, was the bees. Yes, the bees. Um, I started beekeeping a few years ago. Um, not this year. Last winter was a little bit too hard on them, so mm-hmm. I lost them this year and was too busy. But I, I really like the aspect of trying to make an impact on uh, your environment that you're in and have it be a positive impact impact and i think that the bees really need that right now um, because of the changes that have happened so my piece that won is called vanishing Mm -hmm. um, and it is a a spiral of honeycomb with bees on it and then that panel is surrounded by singular panels that are smaller that have a bee with flower that they would typically land on for pollination and you circle around and you end with the the fallen bee that uh, is representing the the encroachment and the things that we're doing to the environment that's causing impact against bees. And, and without my, bees, we won't survive. Exactly. Well, we, we could survive, but it would be a Not very bleak. Like, it wouldn't yeah. be what we recognize as the world today, environmental-wise. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So um, my art differs from DC's in that um, it is going to be more of a... Um, Activist. Very, activist, but also uh, more of a very vivid description of exactly what it is that you're seeing um, versus an illustrative or a, a artistic take on it. Yeah, so. I find it very imaginative. I see you've got this honeycomb earth. You know, the, yep. The, yep. that the earth actually you've created to have it look as, as if it were a honeycomb. Yep. So yep. You, you are playing with ideas with it. Yep, definitely. But you look at those and you could picture if that was a honeycomb. Right. That's exactly what a honeycomb will look like. So um, there isn't the... I guess I just don't have the yeah, it's that more realistic. End of, yeah, more realistic. Yeah. I don't have the... The, the, the whimsy. The whimsy in yeah. mind. Yeah, no. 
So when did you know that you wanted to be an artist? I have always done art. My mom is a graphic designer, and so I grew up in a household of art was a big influence and had fam other family that were watercolorists and, and things of that sort. So I've always done art. Um, I went to a high school that emphasis in art and have two degrees in art. So it's, it's always been a passion. Where can people find you during the art crawl? I'm at the Union Depot oh. in the head house. So, yep, right in the, the front entry of the Union Depot when you first come in. And so. the types of things that people can purchase. Tell me about that. Um, I have the scratch boards themselves, uh, originals that you can purchase. I have metal prints of the originals, postcards of the originals, and some bookmarks and pendants, magnets, small reproduction stuff. So, Is this a fairly new way of creating art with a scratch board, or is this going back for many, many years and I just haven't heard about it? Many, many years. Um, um, uh, Este uh, 70s, I think, is when they came out with boards, and that's mm -hmm. more on the European market. And then Ampersand is the board that is the United States, and mm -hmm. I think a, a better quality of board. And that's 80s? Was it DC? Something like that? I'm not really sure. That's what I use. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in the 80s that it came out. So, But the movement towards using Scratchboard, it really seems to have picked up in the last decade or so so and when folks look at their art look at your art mm -hmm. um what would you like them to take away you know what what's the what is it an environmental uh, we need to wake up and we need to make sure we're honoring the earth yep that um also i just want you when you look at a scratch board piece you're not going to stand 10 feet away like you're in a gallery uh -huh. you need to get close nice. and you need to be right on top of it and just like a honeycomb it. you draw them in yeah you draw it in uh, <laughs> you need to be experiencing the art like the artist does where it's mm -hmm. right at uh, an arm's length and i like that the detail that you have of these bees mm -hmm. is it may not be as you say uh whimsical but it is so powerful yep. that the detail that you've created that yeah, it does you, draw you in yep you can see each individual hair and the pollen sitting on the hair the wing. And, yeah and the the iridescence reflective of the wing so yes yeah. I bet children love this as well. Yes, my kids enjoy it. Um, both of my children have done scratchboard art. Uh, my son actually won an award in the Bee and Honey exhibit last year for one of his scratchboards. So that was exciting to nice. see it passed down to the next generation. So, How long have you... Oh, looks like we're coming down to the last minute here. <laughs> so what I want to do is make sure that folks know how to get to your art. So if you wouldn't mind giving your website. Sure. It's Shalana Day Artistry. Uh, so C-H-E-L. O N I D A E Artistry A R T I S T R Y dot com. And where can they find you? Union Depot. Union Depot. And Tom? A C V R Warehouse, Old Town Artists, Fourth Floor, McGregorArt.com. And DC? I'm in the Schmidt Artist Lofts on the fifth floor, and it's just DCice.com. And remember, when you buy art from local artists, you're investing not only in our local economy, but you're also investing in the art that we love so that they can continue to do the art that we so adore. So thank you. You are thank a Minnesota you. treasure. Thank you for having and us. And we look forward to seeing your art during the art crawl. Thank you. Thank you so much.